as care here in Somalia, I think one of the things that we really are worried about is the impact of this, of all this, of the drought, of the floods, of climate change as a whole on women and girls. Women and girls are now, you know, facing higher risks of gender-based violence because there's lack of shelter, girls are failing to go to school, limited health services, and now the exposure to the harsh weather. Welcome to another edition of Care Africast, the show that takes you behind the scenes of care, an international humanitarian organization dedicated to fighting global poverty and providing relief to those in need. I am your host, Kelly Mudusi. If you have been following the news out of East Africa, you will have seen how Somalia is currently experiencing floods due to the El Nino phenomena. And yet, only a few months back, the country was in the grips of the worst drought in over four decades. As we continue our discussion on climate change, on this episode, we talk to a humanitarian worker who has been responding from the onset to the climate crisis in Somalia, Walter Mawere, CARE's Advocacy and Communication Manager. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Kelly. Tell us the situation in Somalia, starting with what was going on before the announcement of the El Nino um, coming into Somalia. As you know, Somalia has been faced with a dire humanitarian crisis for a couple of years now. In the past uh, few years, past few months, we've been talking a lot about the impact that climate change has had on the country. A few months ago, we were talking about uh, how much Somalia has gone for five consecutive failed rain seasons. You know, communities were in uh, dire need of rain. There were severe water shortages across the country, which resulted in a severe drought that led to the death of almost 43,000 people last year mm. and uh, overwhelming of health facilities with children, pregnant lactating women who were severely malnourished because they had nothing to eat. Uh, we also saw as a result of the drought, people losing millions of livestock, which basically in Somalia is the main source of income for most families here. We had uh, children dropping out of school because their parents could not afford to pay school fees for them as they had lost their livelihoods. I can tell you that at one point we had communities that were relying on emergency water tracking because there was no water in the country and there was a massive displacement of people from their original homes. People were forced from their homes to look for food, to look for water and we had 3.8 million people who were displaced. So this was the situation just a couple of months ago. Fast forward to today, mm. you know, we celebrated for a while when the rains came. But a few days into the rains, the country has been hit by severe, devastating floods that have worsened the already entire humanitarian crisis in parts of the country. As we speak right now, reports indicate that 29 people have died and 334,000 houses have been washed away. 1.2 million people have lost their livelihoods. And mm. this is on top of the people who were affected uh, by the drought. And... Sadly, we are talking of some people who had been displaced by the droughts, being displaced again by the flooding. So this is uh, a situation that is happening in Somalia right now. And it shows how much the country has been on the receiving end of both extremes of climate change. We have, uh, as I speak to you right now, we, have, we are having some schools that K-Event supports that had uh, 
you know, they are learning disrupted because the schools were flooded. We have seen health facilities that have been flooded, disrupting, uh, you know, our support to communities who need health services. We have seen roads that have been destroyed, bridges which have been destroyed because of the flood, limiting even access to some of the communities. Yeah, thanks, Walter, for sharing such um, heavy impacts on the communities that are truly affected. What are some of the impacts of climate change that you have witnessed in Somalia? Um, I know you have mentioned um, so far there's the cases of the GBV, there's the displacement. Maybe one story um, that truly has brought an emphasis to you, especially of how climate change is real and how it is affecting other sectors um, in the humanitarian field. There's one story that comes to mind uh, when it comes to the impact of climate change. This was last year. We met you know, a, a, a man, uh, a father, who was uh, a pastoralist. He had uh, livestock, he was keeping camels, he had goats. And unfortunately, because mm. of the severe water shortages, there was no pasture uh, for, for, for the livestock to graze on. He lost everything. He lost all his livestock. And he was forced to move from his house they had to move to an, a camp for internally displaced people. And uh, as they were, you know, they had to walk for days. They had no money even for transport to go to, to one of the camps. As they were walking uh, during the journey, uh, the wife also succumbed to, to the pressures, you know, to the challenges of walking over long distance without eating. And as they arrived at the camp, uh, the wife passed away. So, and she was buried in that camp. I met a family who at once told me that they have had to, 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 you know, to choose who goes to school. Uh, this is, I think this is a choice that no parent wants to make. As a parent, I would want all my children to go to school. But as a result of climate change, we have mothers and fathers who are now deciding who goes to school between the boy and the girl child. And in such cases, I think we all know that it's usually the boy child who keeps going to school. And the girl child is usually at risk of being of early marriages because the families, they want to get some source of income. They want some money to put food on the table. So climate change is real for communities here in Somalia, for families here in Somalia, and for girls here in Somalia. Quite sad stories um, to share and truly, really need to step in to um, support uh, more of the communities and to give them their rights that they truly need. How is CARE currently adopting to the current situation of the El Nino triggering the flash floods in Somalia? From the time the drought started, CARE has had a multi-sectoral approach to respond to, to the current situation. We are supporting you know, in uh, health facilities to make sure that the health system is able to cope with the number of people who might come in. Right now, because of stagnant water, we have, there's a high risk of uh, waterborne diseases. So CARE supports more than 100 health facilities in Somalia, and we keep on supporting them to make sure that they're in a position to really absorb the people who, who will be coming. Uh, since the start of the flooding, we've distributed cash to over 48,000 people in South Central and Puntland. Mm. And we're also planning to reach a further 48,000 in the coming weeks. Uh, we will also be starting on uh, delivering of clean water uh, and also supporting nutrition services across the country. And also we'll be supporting, uh, you know, women and girls with uh, 
hygiene kits, with sanitary kits. This is just to make sure that uh, they maintain their dignity as they are displaced, as they, uh, you know, have are forced uh, from their homes because of the floods. So we mm. we are really looking at uh, a multi-sectoral approach. We're scaling up on interventions that we've been carrying before and also planning on uh, even uh, starting to intervene in some areas because of the floods. And we, we also work with some great partners here in Somalia who are on the ground, who are supporting people who have been affected by the floods. Thanks, Walter. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions or feedback, please reach out to us. You can connect with us on our social media handles, CareXRegion, on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Thank you. See you on the next episode.